Hello all you wonderful people. This is Akshara Amarnath and you are listening to my podcast Tremendous Traits. So a couple of weeks ago I started following this Instagram page called Mark Roberts Motion Control. And that is how Justin, who is my guest for the episode, connected with me and that's how I came to know about this incredible team called Captive Creative and the kind of technology they use. So today you'll be listening to Justin and on how he co-founded Captive Creative and what kind of work they do and about this very high-end robotic rig called Bolt that they use for filming. So without any further ado, let me patch in my very first overseas guest, Justin Bowers. Well, hello. Hi. Thanks a lot for joining. And before we begin anything I wanted to congratulate you for becoming a father of a beautiful baby girl. Thank you How so much. Be? It's uh it's quite tiring. Um but <laughs> uh I could say that I've never found so much joy in something so tiny and mm-hmm. you know so it's it's a, it's an amazing experience. Right, right. And uh how's your wife doing? She's good. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with her mom right now. They're uh just taking the day to enjoy, you know, this nice Sunday. Okay, okay. So that must have added a whole new, you know, facet of your life. Yes. My grind has to go so much harder now. I have to work much much harder. <laughs> right. So, um we connected so randomly. When I saw your content, it was I I had to make it reach to other people too. So, so let's hear about Captive Creative and you're the co-founder, you're the director, the producer of Captive Creative which is a creative marketing and production company if that's the right term. Yes. So uh Captive okay. Creative started in 2013. Um okay. I started with my family which was my cousin Sam mm-hmm. Rossiello and Max Wingert. Uh, a few years later uh Max decided that he wanted to move to New York and pursue his mm-hmm. acting career. So Sam okay. and I stayed in the business together. We mm-hmm. um originally started working with um small businesses to help them just be found on the internet um specifically photos uh and google maps uh once we could get our ourselves in the door to communicate with a small business owner and say we can get you found on google maps then we upsell uh them some nice nicer photos and uh videos to explain who their businesses are um and oh. then from from there uh we found that we really enjoy and love um creating films you know short stories mm-hmm. and stuff like that for for businesses okay. um so we kind of transitioned away from the google side of things um and really transitioned specifically to the video, towards the video content um and now okay. um we uh, we still do photos and we're still google trusted photographers but um everyone knows okay. us as a creative video agency now um where you can come to us and say hey we want an idea and we create ideas for them and we present them and if they like them we move forward with our uh, our video ideas oh, okay so when when a client approaches you they don't really have a storyboard with them they're coming to you with a blank slate and then you develop that's a that's a good question uh it really depends on the type of business 
Uh, some people have their okay. their all their ducks in a line, so they know exactly what they want. Uh, and then there's a lot of businesses that you know they've never done video, um, but they know it's super important in this in this age. So they really come uh-huh. to us as leaders in the industry to help create the ideas for them. Um, so yeah, it oh. really depends on the type of business and if they've already done video advertising or if they haven't done it. So. Okay, okay. So I wanted to know, uh, what did you learn? Or is this something that came after your graduation and all that? Or was this always your plan to so, be in the film? I, I went to college for um, business. I had started okay. a, a surf and skateboard company um, when I was okay. 17. And I got a scholarship to, um, to go to the school and, and work on my business. It was, uh, I've never been a very good student. Um, I, my, uh, my, my, uh, my brain, uh, just, it's hard for me to sit down and, and, and focus on reading the material and then taking a test on it. Um, I am much better in the field. So you give me something and I'm going to do it with my hands until I can make it happen. So I I did not end up graduating from college. Um, I, okay. uh, I left uh, business school and then I went to a local community college here in Houston to pursue okay. my passion for filming. Um, oh, wow. So my transition was I started a skate- skateboard and surfboard company. I sponsored lots mm-hmm. of uh, young athletes age, age like 8 to 25 years old. Um, and wow. I had every single person that I sponsored create videos for the business every month um, for them to get oh. their their products. So as I was doing that, <clears throat> I had to set the example for my own team, my own skateboarders and surfers. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I created videos for myself to showcase that, hey, okay. look, y'all are way better than me, but I'm still making videos. Uh, and then a couple okay. of those videos went viral um, you know, got oh. a, a little under a million views. So I was like, Oh, this is wow. so much fun. Um, and, okay. uh, I had a few businesses approach me to create content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what stemmed the, uh, the, the love for filming was the action sports, filming it and then, uh, putting it out to the world. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Then you can, you know, find out that, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah, it's a nice space to be in. So, uh, how many people do you have in your team, and in in production, how much time does it take for those people to set up everything? Because I'm sure there is a lot of pre-production work involved, and you are using the bolt, which is another topic altogether. So, yeah, tell me about all that. So, we have ten people uh, at Captive Creative. Um, that's including myself and my business partner. And um, we have lots of different uh, people within the business that, that do specific tasks. Uh, we have project managers. Uh, we have project coordinators. Um, we have editors. Mm-hmm. We have production teams. Um, and then we have producers that help organize all the team in between for each job. Um, some, mm-hmm. some production companies can work on one or two projects a month where we work mm-hmm. on a lot of smaller projects um, so we'll do you know anywhere from fifteen to twenty projects at one given time. Um, oh, okay. So juggling all of that, we've had to really organize our team to be as efficient as possible. So, 
Cool, okay. So, um, so you take care of the pre-production, the production, and is post-production also involved? The editing? Yes, yeah, we do, we do that. Everything. Um, really, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that I do everything specifically. We've kind of really organized our team to be uh, like a, an ecosystem where if we don't have one person, it kind of, we kind of fall off. So, um, mm. which uh, could be in some some scale of minds that it not, it's not healthy, but we are so tight knit group um, where mm. it, it, we we basically I consider it like playing soccer, right? We practice, 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 and when the, when it's game time, we all know exactly what we need to do and how we need to do it, and there's no questions asked on that person's going to execute the job that needs to be done. So that's great. Okay, so um, so once you plan out on shooting a particular product or a, a, a moving scene you you have it choreographed you have it calculated you yes. know what you're doing by the end of it okay okay so let me ask you how bolt became a game changer that's um well i guess i could start off with when i found out about uh robotics yeah. which was uh, right. in 2018 i had a client that uh came okay. to us and they had a shoe and they wanted us to enter a bunch of different types of elements while moving the camera mm-hmm. around really fast. Me, uh, as uh, somebody that likes to just run and jump off the cliff and say, I can do it, <laughs> I, I said, Let, we, let's, let's, uh, let's talk, talk about this internally and figure out if there's a way okay. for us to do it. So I, I practiced mm-hmm. with sliders and moving these things, and every single attempt um, – practice shot that I did before executing the real fi- the real video, uh, all of them failed uh, miserably because the human hand, you know, we w- want to move it. I can't move them at the same speed at the same time. So it needs to be very perfect and precise. So I started doing some research and I said, there's got to be a way for us to be able to move a camera really fast um, and for us to overlay the same image so you could throw you know, sparks on it, water on it, mud on it, and dirt, all these different elements. Okay. So as it's rotating around, okay. um, long story short, I couldn't execute the job the way that I wanted to execute it, um, but okay. uh, which turned me on to the idea that this is possible. Um, the impossible shot that the human can't get is possible to be captured, and it just it sparked my attention. Uh, I my ears perked up and I said, how can I make this happen? So I uh, started doing research about robots because um, this is okay. there was there's a couple of companies out there in the world that have already used robots um, to capture mm-hmm. content. We've been using robots since the 80s um, to to get things like really fast or very precise. So um, mm-hmm. I found a local company that makes robots in Houston because that's where I'm based out of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, uh, I walked in the front door and I said, I'm looking to use robotic arms to move cameras really, really fast. That sparked their attention. Okay. And um, this is a pretty incredible story. Uh, when I told them my mm-hmm. story, what I wanted to do, they told me mm-hmm. they had a robot for me. And I was like, oh. okay, this, that's cool. Um, <laughs> how much is that going to cost me? And he was like, nothing. Okay. You, can, you can take it for free. And this robot is, a, is, a, is called the Universal Robots. It's called UR10. It's this very small collaborative robot. Um, it's not designed for camera work at all. 
But oh. it got me into the door into the realm of robotics. So I took this robot to my studio and then had to okay. retrofit different pieces to mount my camera on it and then build some stands for it to like actually sit on the ground and move some things. Um, you could probably see it, uh, some of the, the shots that I've done on, on my Instagram where there's a little robot and then there's a big robot. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, so the little one is the universal camera. Yeah, yeah okay. universal robot. So um, long story short, I got to use that robot for about a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, okay. until they asked for me to bring the robot back. It was a, it was a non-profit organization. They do a lot of work with NASA. So they had a, a new project coming up where they needed to actually use the collaborative robot on a job. Mm -hmm. So I brought the robot back. But by that okay. time, um, I had already done several paid jobs with this robot, um, just oh. uh, showing people, like, this is a really cool, unique movement. You can't get this done without um, do, using a robot. Um, okay. I, I hit some limitations with that little one, um, uh -huh. focusing, um, the camera, mm -hmm. uh, sturdiness of it. So when it comes to a stop, it kind of wobbles. Okay. So all those, uh, pre-programming variables, everything. Had yeah. To be... So all of those kind of things, okay. it was just very rigid movements. I couldn't really, uh, do what's called a, a parallax movement or in the robotic world, a Cartesian movement. So it's okay, just like okay. focusing while it's moving around it. Um, so okay. I couldn't do any of those things. So again, okay. it sparked my interest. And, um, you know, I reached out to all the different other manufacturers, went to the facilities and tested their robots um, oh, until yeah. I, uh, I found Mark Roberts Motion Control. And I fell in love with them. Uh, they're really amazing people. Um, when I finally made the purchase to get the robot, they uh, they flew down and they taught me all the ins and outs and how to do triggers and make things fly or turn lights on and there's lots of different cool things that was added on to um the new realm of robotics that i am new to right okay wow so i've actually uh when i asked my cinematographer friend he told me that there was just one film that uh, the bolt was used in Indian cinema and that actually is from my mother tongue it's a Malayalam movie and they have used the bolt in just one shot and that's just incredible yeah it's 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 a very unique piece of equipment uh, in the film mm -hmm. world you build a device for the shot um, you don't you don't use something and you're like well we're gonna make this to work with this um, when you get to the high-end level uh, feature film, you know, heavy, heavy production, um, commercial shoots and stuff, they right. will get the specific rig for the job. So mm -hmm. you'll see that they bring out this bolt uh, and the camera, which is like a quarter million or a half a million, depending on whatever parts and things they add onto it. Uh, and it's only used for one shot. So... Um, this particular rig removes a lot of different other types of rigs. Um, let's say you want to do a, uh, a dolly shot sideways or a push-in shot. Uh, you have to get some rails and you have to turn the rig so you can do that slider shot or you can uh, do your push-in yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah. Well, now with this particular robot, automatically it will create that dolly shot or that push-in <laughs> shot within two key points. Right. Um, right. to take it one level further, if you're going to do a push in, you typically need two to three people. 
your camera operator that's sitting there watching the camera. You'll have your focus puller pulling the focus because mm. he's moving in, mm -hmm. so the plane is changing. Right, right. And then you'll have your director or producer watching and saying, action, mm. right? And that right. takes about okay. three people to really execute this video properly, uh, where mm. now we could we can technically do it with one person. Um, right. It's where I, I walk in, I'm, I can be the director and the producer, um, and I can go in and, and say, I program this point right here, program this point right here, and action. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's perfect every single time. So now we're only work focusing on the talent themselves. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. Um, and really, I just, I, I just thought about the dolly in. You have your, your camera operator, right? I said that. You have your focus puller, yeah. you have your director. But you would also have somebody pushing or pulling the whole, the, thing. The, the whole thing so mm. it technically could take up to four people um and right. depending on the size of the shoot and the complex of the cameras and stuff like that it could have up to five or six people um working on an individual shot so that's right. just a simple one um if you're trying to do some uh high speed shots like um, right. where you need to move really fast and you need to stay focused. Um, right. It's possible. I know we've all seen videos where uh, somebody's hand-holding a camera and staying mm -hmm. focused on, on the job, but it could take it, you know, 100, 200, 300 times to be able to execute that perfectly because right. you're working with human error, as human, and then you potentially have right. a subject that's also trying right. to do something. So by mm -hmm. removing the human error, now you again you only have to focus on the talent or the product to execute what needs to be done. So cutting yeah, back on the number of variables is probably my favorite thing when it comes to the bolt. Right, right, wonderful. It's uh, clearly it's a state of the art material. It's it's a robotic arm, right? Yes, yeah. that's how it's a six-axis okay. robotic arm. Six-axis. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, do you think there are any challenges to using this or any uh, sort of disadvantages for certain scenes or for certain kind of shots? Uh, would you prefer a manual camera over the bolt um, at any point? I personally, you know, I try to push the client to use the bolt whenever possible. Um, mm -hmm. Limitations are that uh, you have to have a lot of power. Um, I mm -hmm. use three-phase um power so I couldn't just bring it to my house and plug it into the wall uh, I would have to have some oh. sort of uh, generator to turn it oh, on okay. so that just mm -hmm. adds an added complication to the shoot um, oh, it okay. is very heavy uh, so moving it around um, it is about uh, 1400 pounds so uh, yeah. you have to use a pallet jack uh, to move this thing around and uh, it, it takes time to uh, program the robot. So, but once you have oh, it programmed, right. I mean, depending okay. on how complicated the shot is, I can turn it on and say, focus here and rotate over here and hit this point. And it will happen like magic, right? Right there, it'll do it. But if you're trying to do, um, Mark Roberts just published a, a, a video on their, on their Instagram where there's a fight scene where you're, you know, it's moving, it's got like 5, 10, 15, 20 key points um, to execute the, the shot, that takes time. Um, or if you're trying to do a whole scene for a music video that's three minutes long, 
you're gonna right. it the the bolt tracks it by frames per second. So if you have a three minute video, that's a lot of oh. frames. We're talking about five six thousand frames uh, to oh be God. able to program all that. Um, and if you want it to be on the beat, you have to do it with the music and make sure that it's lining up correctly. So it can take a lot of time. That is, that's probably one of the biggest downsides. But um, when the client is willing to get the perfect shot, it's right. totally worth it. Okay. So what kind of clients do you get? I mean, it could be a, a stationary product or it could be a, a moving group of people. It could be a high-end car. What is the craziest thing you've done? Um, I, we've done a lot of really unique things um, for Capital One, Academy Sports and Outdoors, uh, and a handful of other people. Uh, but my, mm -hmm. I think my favorite technical shoot that I've done was we did a high-speed uh, shot. It was with a, a, little, a young girl um, playing baseball, okay. and we wanted okay. to do a high-speed shot with her swinging the baseball bat and hitting it simultaneously while the camera's going around her. Um, oh, so okay. we had to do lots of testing and timing in the studio where I, um, I got a baseball pitching machine um, and no, okay. a, a pneumatic cylinder, which is a, a device that opens and closes with pressure, air pressure. So okay. I built this device that will it would pull in and then the baseball would fall into the baseball pitcher and then... Oh. You can hit the, uh, the baseball okay. at the right time. So once okay. I could execute those two together, move the robot, and simultaneously trigger the baseball, then I had to do testing on timing. Um, so how far did the baseball need to go at what time? Because we were shooting at okay. 240 frames a second. So yeah. okay. um, if you think about the shot, it takes, so bam, two, maybe three seconds tops. So, like, if we shot the baseball and it comes into the frame at one second, the be the back end of it, the the baseball okay. swing is pretty much over. Uh, so oh. we need to get it precisely at the right time. Um, and when mm -hmm. we get on set, uh, variables change. So we had to uh, adjust for those variables once we got on set. Um, and mm -hmm. that uh, that shot ended up taking about ten hours to get. And it was a looks Whoa. relatively simple, um, but mm. the complexity of the whole thing was uh, was very complicated. Uh, it was meant to be done outside, but um, as the bolt is uh, has a lot of electricity running through it, we had to bring it into an inside oh. facility. So it didn't come out quite the way that I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be on the baseball field rather than some oh. batting cages. So, but okay. overall, the shot came out really awesome. So. It's wonderful to know. So when you say variables, it's it's the focus, the lighting, those things, or the variables within there would be how distant, how far the pitching machine is from uh -huh. the baseball player. So if I bring it okay. closer, the ball will get to them sooner. If I bring it further back, it'll take longer for them to get there. So okay. as soon as I hit the the piston, uh, the uh, the pneumatic cylinder to drop the baseball, we needed to have the right time so it would drop it in and then the bloop and then we need to have oh, the robot okay. go so oh. just testing on set for us to figure out is the ball going across at the right time oh wow okay so just out of curiosity 
uh, if a cinematographer or if someone who already handles a manual camera was to use the bolt how long would it take for them to learn the whole uh, the software and everything so um it's typically a 4 to 5 day uh training at okay. 8 to 8 to 10 hours um each day going through all the different settings um when uh when moving the robot there's different types of movements um okay. you know we've got straight movements cartesian movements um then we have uh movements where you can go really fast uh from one location to another and if you need to stop at this one and a hard stop at this one um you have limitations but if uh you're willing to hit this mark and this mark and you say it needs to be in one second you can make it so it'll go from these two it'll ramp back go through it and then back to that one so it depends on the kind of movement and if you need to be a hard stop it, and that that's all what you learn with when you're learning about the bolt on what different limitations you have for um like for the speed of the camera and stopping of camera so that's like it's it is so, sort of a inhuman speed that it moves in so that's yeah that's what makes it beautiful and the slow motion shots are too good if i have to point out an example there was this ad that i saw uh, that you made uh with a lot of wine bottles i think okay and it it starts off with one bottle and it moves to you know reveal the set of bottles it just looks so beautiful oh thank you very yeah. much that one <laughs> was done on the UR10 the little robot oh okay the little one okay okay yep right and the bolt i've seen uh was it a car video yeah uh, that one was for car, capital yeah. one um we're doing okay. uh capital one does auto financing so if you're going to go buy a car you can go for pre-finance mm-hmm. and then you can so they use that content to help figure out oh. which cars people want to have. So we're doing mm. big unique long movements and jib movements um in uh so they can do a lot of motion tracking on it. And they can mm-hmm. easily put the text where they need to have um instead of having a, a small shaky movement. It's just nice and perfect and uh and whatnot. But that that one was a very fun shoot. We've done we've done that twice now. So for capital. Okay. Right. Okay. So, uh, where do you see Captive Creative going? Uh, do you see it expanding all over the US or maybe coming to India? Yeah. Uh really um <laughs> I uh, I hope for Captive Creative to be somewhat of a leader uh in the industry. We want to um really push the boundaries and the limits of what's possible. Um, there's a few people that really inspire me, uh, Steve Geralt, uh, Chris VTV, uh, those guys are really pushing the boundaries. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to be a part of that, uh, mm-hmm. commercially, uh, we, we will be pushing the boundaries. Uh, I hope personally in the next, uh, two or three years, I can, you know, direct and produce my own shows. Um, I've already got one out right now. It's called The Monster Catch. Okay. It's a fishing show. Okay. Uh, it's definitely a, a 360-degree change from what I normally do. Um, okay. The show is very successful, um, but I, I'd like to do some scripted material is what I, I would really okay. love to do. So we can expect you to be you know, making a movie or something. Yes. Something in the future. In the future, yes. I have I several ideas uh, brewing in the mind. And then I've got a couple of family books uh, that are based on true stories that I think would be really great movies or TV shows. So, 
Oh, wow. Wow. So uh, I could be, you know, talking to a future Hollywood person or something. I guess. Right? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that was that was great to know about uh Captive Creative. Is there anything more you want to share because I'm I'm not a a, ca- a camera person or you know I'm not involved in that industry so I might be missing out on questions. Um I guess uh information that I would just share if uh, you know you want to end up producing or directing or doing your own stuff. Um not really don't say no to any projects in the beginning eventually you can get to the point where you're like i i this is not really my style this is not this is not what i want to do um but the reason i got here to where i am today was i worked on as many projects as i possibly could um while also taking the client's dollars into consideration so pushing the limits of what i can do within their budget so like i have uh uh $500 or i have $1000 i have $10000 whatever it is i always try to push the limit within their budget to make something the best i possibly can so when you when you do that um it really speaks to your client and then you also have the ability to add it to your portfolio um so if you right, say right. they have a $500 project and you're like Well, that's not really enough money for me to to be able to film it, to edit it, to do the color grading, to do the audio. Um <laughs> don't say that, I guess, if you're just starting out. Really just right. set the expectation um to the client, be like, "Hey, these are all the things that I'm going to have to do. I'm willing to give it to you for this price, but you have to understand that uh I'm now using this as a personal project and I'm investing my time and energy into this." um where if you just they say hey do this for $500 and you show up and you do the video and you do all everything and you just give them the video they're like oh thank you so much i really appreciate it and they're going to call you next time and be like hey can you do another $500 video and you're going to uh. see so you set the expectation up front yes i will do your video for $500 but this is what it's actually going to really cost in my time and then then you uh. kind of they help learn um the industry themselves because if you're learning the industry how can you expect the client that doesn't never done any videos to understand the industry so educating them um on you know what it actually takes to make this happen and that's that will unfold to you as you're doing your own creations right right so i i do have a lot of friends and and myself am interested in you know filming and understanding movies and uh, things like that so uh, have you ever been on a uh, worked on a film set or a, uh, something of that kind um i've been on some pretty major shoots um mm-hmm. where there's like 15 20 people on set mm-hmm. all with their dedicated roles and of course it's quite nerve-wracking um it was for uh, the, it was for a bolt shoot um majority okay. of the work that I do is commercial based so uh, okay. I I wouldn't say that I've actually been on a like a feature film set um uh, but uh for like Samsung um where they're spending millions of dollars on creating a uh, a product video um and everyone's okay. looking at me because they hired us to use the bolt um okay. we have people in China that are watching us live streaming um what oh. we're doing and what's happening within the camera um, um the the treacherous astronomically more uh, as you get okay. higher and higher so starting okay. on smaller projects um uh before trying to t- bite something off that you know where you're going to have 15 20 uh, 30 people on set watching your every movement um gaining that confidence on smaller projects 
and the repetition okay. also really helps uh, gain right. the confidence when you're having those eyeballs watching you. Okay, okay. So advertising is something that uh, is a major facet of a product or for a business. So you help advertise for brands. So uh, what is the feedback that you get? Like once the ad is out there and people are seeing it and they are getting more business because of that. So they come back to you, isn't it? So the feedback that we normally get is is very positive. I mean, if you go look at our Google reviews, we really nail what our clients are looking for. And the way we do that is with pre-production. Mm-hmm. We like finalize what we're trying to accomplish before okay. we we actually film. So um, for a particular project uh, called, there is James Horn. It's a video that we did for a real estate agent. And okay. what we did was create a storyboard. Um, okay. For that, we draw out every single scene for the, oh. the whole video. Um, it can okay. take a lot of time, but mm-hmm. once you have all of those images, we put it, we take pictures of them, put it into okay. a timeline and you have your dialogue with the characters so we'll we'll play the character of the woman and the man you know it's we call it an animatic so the okay. client will watch this animatic and know what the video is going to be before we've even filmed it wow wow so have you ever acted in one of these uh, of your own productions i have not acted in any of my own pieces uh Okay. I found that um, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so reading and writing is not my strength. Telling a story, uh, speaking it, and communicating is very good. But if you ask me to take a script and read it, memorize it, uh, uh, yeah. I, I clam up. Um, but if you were oh, to, yeah. if I'm to be in front of the camera and someone's asking me questions like you are, I feel much more okay. comfortable at, in a uh, interview. Um, environment in front of the camera but uh, for me to act and do some action scene where I'm jumping over a car it sounds like so much fun I would love to do it but um, it's really not my passion Uh, I really rather say that I helped execute the perfect shot for somebody to have been jumping over and you know we get a stunt double and blah 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 blah. and pulling all those pieces together actually makes me more excited than being in the project itself Right, right. Yeah, that's totally, totally inspiring to listen to what you know what you do. Yeah, I, I uh, so there's always something to be learned um, within the industry yeah. and the cameras. The cameras are constantly evolving and constantly changing. Um, mm-hmm. The variables within the cameras don't change. You know, you've got your ISO, you have your aperture, you have your shutter speed, you have yeah. your your lenses and those different variables. But really, once you understand the science behind the camera, um, mm-hmm. you can really take a small DSLR camera and create something really beautiful. If you have those right. proper settings, um, knowing mm-hmm. the native ISO of your camera. So if you're on a Canon camera, um, a mm-hmm. 5D Mark IV, the native ISO is 400. So okay. what that what that does for you is if you're at if you change it to 800 ISO. Uh, you're losing the top end of your image, so the brights, oh. you'll have your darks down there. So making sure that you use the native ISO. So if you're like at 400 and you're like, well, I need more light, try not to change oh. the camera settings, bring more light. 
right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, shooting in your shutter speed. So if you're shooting at, uh, you want to capture some slow motion stuff at 60 frames a second. Uh, you want to okay. double your shutter speed. So that will help get the proper motion blurs. So that's what the feature films are using. So again, mm-hmm. shooting at your native ISO, shooting at mm-hmm. double the, uh, the frame rate uh, for your shutter speed, and then okay. you have your aperture after that. So kind of use those pieces as, uh, as your, your puzzle. So if you can stay your native, shoot at double uh, shutter speed, and then get your ISO, or not your ISO, your aperture to find where you need to balance your image, uh, that's mm-hmm. how you're going to get a beautiful image, by staying native to the camera's natural settings. Okay. And, and that's going to change from each camera. So that's what I was saying, practicing and learning and watching new videos about about those things um i guess the next thing you could do is start learning all the different camera movements so if you do want to direct or produce your own you know short film or feature um you know you know you're probably not gonna be able to uh operate the camera you know run the yeah. you know the focus and all that stuff you might need to be focusing on the monitor watching what the, everybody else is doing and you need to doing. relay the proper commands to your team for them to know mm-hmm. what to do uh, and i think that's right. one right. of the best things i could mention to you is proper commands so the com- complete team knows what's happening and when it's happening and why it's happening Right. So, uh, uh, speaking of cameras, what kind of cameras do you mount on uh, the Bolt or the the Universal Robot? So, um, for the Bolt, it's got different. You can mount pretty much any kind of camera on there. So, I normally mount the Red Gemini um, at the end of it. I've mounted a DSLR on the end of the camera. Um, okay. So, the reason I was doing that was first um, stop motion. So on our okay. uh, on a Red Gemini, we don't can't really take a lot of photos with that guy, but I can uh-huh. make it so that my camera is moving. So the you know normal most uh, uh, stop motion is done on a tripod with the camera still. So it's okay. hard to get a dynamic movement using that technique. Okay. So but with the bolt um, and it's moving and it's correct increments and you're taking the pictures at the correct time, you can create okay. a very dynamic um, movement uh, to, to capture that stop motion. Um, okay. So you, you've probably seen lots of movies in the past um, that they're using stop motion. Uh, watch, try to watch the image to see if it's moving uh, or if it's still. Um, and um, when, you, when you see that things are moving in the foreground or the background, um, know that that shot is very complicated. <laughs> All right. Uh, so much of information that uh, I feel like researching more about this. Um, have, you, have you worked on any projects yourself that you're super passionate about? Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm passionate about a, a couple of things. Like uh, I dance a little bit. Uh, so I've done one or two dance videos, but uh, it was all very amateur. So basically I'm, I'm an engineer. And that's my mainstream job. I work for Zoho Corporation. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty much in a technical support role, but I have these these uh, passion for dancing and filming and even acting. But I don't think I can act, uh, and I've not tried it either. But uh, a lot of things, yeah. Direction definitely. I just watch and uh, try to learn from other videos. I've never really been on a project 
but these kind of things are uh, very interesting for me and podcasting is something i started very recently awesome yeah that's great um i guess uh two two things for you um that yeah. i could i could advice wise um is if you're trying to you know uh do some commercial piece or you're trying to build your portfolio for the f- the feature film world or whatever mm-hmm. all i can say is practice even amateur use the devices that you have around you immediately just yeah. to practice mm-hmm. uh framing you might not be able to get the perfect audio but you might be right. able to start practicing the imagery and you know using your rule of thirds and maybe there's some dialogue scene that you can you can easily implement and it could just mm-hmm. be what do you want to have for breakfast and uh you know <laughs> you can go back and forth oh I want to have eggs well we had eggs yesterday just something executing something to like move forward in the direction that you want um that right. that's probably the biggest thing that i would say is if you're not creating you're not growing right and right. as you as you start developing more directing skills you can go start finding new people that are able to fit that actual role better and better and better yeah. um but uh once you create your film share it with me i'll gladly give you my insight uh and i and i know that oh. like not not everything's going to be perfect uh i mean only a couple of years ago i i mean i wasn't imagining you running a robot i wasn't imagining shooting at 240 frames a second with a lot of light i wasn't imagining right. doing crazy shoots for capital 1 um mm-hmm. but i i started out creating the things that i liked and then people see that And then okay. my second thing for you is that if you are going to keep doing these podcasts, um the mm-hmm. the average number of podcasts somebody does is 7 to 8 podcasts yeah. uh and mm-hmm. then they stop. So and um, right at that point you're actually starting to take off. People are starting to listen and watch. Yeah, that is some beautiful tips. So um basically taking the small steps really matter because that's where we learn. Right. Okay. So thank you so much for coming. I can't say that. I can't stress this enough because this was really informative. Great. Well, please keep in touch. I'd love to hear more yes. about your your uh your future and how things kind of play out from here. And if you ever want to chat again, Definitely. I'm more than willing to. So That's wonderful. I'm going to I will be back. Yeah. I will be asking you to join another show. Come yeah. come with even more questions and I'll help give them all to you. Done. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, you have a wonderful evening and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. That was informative on another level and to be hearing it from the world's youngest bolt owner. It was incredible. So, I'm pretty sure you're all going to follow Captive Creative, which you might have understood is a really efficient team who loves what they do and they have some amazing videos on their page and you can also check out Justin's latest production that he was mentioning which is on Facebook watch it's called the monster catch and oh yeah if you're wondering which malayalam movie i was talking about it's this shot from the movie trans so yes i hope you all enjoyed this episode i'll be back soon with another guest until then alvida <laughs>